Hi, I'm Megan Reese, and this is The Science Behind Cancer, a podcast from Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. This season, we're focusing on cancer immunotherapy, a kind of treatment that has had stunning results in some patients with cancers like melanoma, lymphoma, kidney cancer, and more. Dana-Farber has laid much of the groundwork for the development of immunotherapy for cancer and other diseases, and we're working toward our goal of optimizing treatment for an ever-wider range of cancers. Today, we're laying the foundation. With the help of Dr. Osama Rama, a medical oncologist in the Center for Immuno-Oncology at Dana-Farber and an assistant professor of medicine at Harvard Medical School, we'll walk through the basics of immunotherapy, what it is, who can benefit from it, and what the future holds for this groundbreaking treatment. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Rama. Sure, thank you for having me. Starting with the basics, can you define immunotherapy? So immunotherapy is a form of cancer treatment that's intended to empower the immune system against cancer, uh, either by energizing the immune cells and make them uh, work against cancer or by lifting the brake off the, the immune system to make it work. What are the different types of immunotherapy? Yeah, so that takes us to the next step, which is defining the immunotherapy as two uh, big categories. One is the um, active immunotherapy, and another which is the adoptive uh, immunotherapy. So the active immunotherapy uh, uses uh, one type of treatment that's called cancer vaccines, which has been uh, in trials for many decades now, and it actually uh, energizes the immune cells again and make the immune system respond against the tumors. The uh, other form of that is uh, monoclonal antibodies that actually lift the break off the immune system that the tumor plays on the immune system, and therefore the immune system is active again and is powerful again against cancer. The other form of immunotherapy, which is the adoptive immunotherapy, has gotten a lot of attention recently with the CAR T cells, and those are immune cells that are taken from the patients and they are uh, energized uh, or engineered in the lab to uh, be uh, infused back to the patient uh, to fight the uh, cancer cells. And it could be also taken out of the tumor itself and it would be modified so it can be injected back to the patient and uh, go after the uh, cancer cells. What kind of cancers are responding to immunotherapy? So uh, currently there are a few cancers that are showing responses, mainly melanoma where the story started. Uh, melanoma patients have about 30% chance of responding to one drug and about 50 to 60% chances of responding to a combination of two drugs. Other cancers that are showing responses are lung cancer, head and neck cancer, uh, also bladder cancer start to show responses. In addition to um, a new subset of cancers where FDA had approved immunotherapy for based on what we call biomarkers, certain type of labels that the cancer have and could be any cancer that have that. And uh, uh, those are called MSI high tumors that respond to immunotherapy. Uh, as far as the CAR T cells and the adoptive immunotherapy, those have been approved uh, mainly in hematological cancers such as uh, non-Hodgkin lymphoma uh, and ALL or acute lymphoblastic leukemia. What are the common side effects of immunotherapy for cancer patients? So the way we think about side effects in immunotherapy is completely different than chemotherapy or targeted therapy. So once you activate the immune system, it could go in the wrong direction. It could go anywhere in your body. It could go to the skin where you can see a rash, or it could go after the liver where it causes inflammation in the liver, um, which we call hepatitis, or it could go after the colon, it shows, uh, or it causes 
uh, inflammation in the bowel that's called colitis, results in diarrhea, upset stomach, and also could go after the lung, which is the most dangerous part, which we see pretty much in less than 3% of the cases. Those are uh, um, pneumonitis that are caused by immunotherapy and um, patients would have shortness of breath and other symptoms that they may end up in the hospital with. But we have also medication to reverse the side effect of uh, immunotherapy, such as steroids. If someone is interested in a clinical trial involving immunotherapy, what steps should they take? So. Uh, we, among other major institutions in the country, we run our uh, drug development program with immunotherapy, where we basically combine drugs that are already established and maybe approved by FDA, and we combine those with other immunotherapy drugs. Those are uh, one of the uh, promising tools to actually identify um, the right target and to identify the right, right subset of patients. So at Dana-Farber, uh, the Center for Immuno-Oncology, which was established a few years ago, uh, welcome patients to uh, contact us and call us for availability for immunotherapy clinical trials, and we treat all kinds of cancers. So this is not just a one or two types of cancer. It all depends on what available studies that we have. So the right thing is to call us, and we will try to identify the right studies study for patients. What are researchers at Dana-Farber doing to further develop immunotherapy's ability to fight cancer? Sure. So obviously, immunotherapy doesn't work for everyone. Uh, in general, it's about 20 to 30 percent of patients who respond uh, to immunotherapy depends on what type of disease it is or what type of cancer. So we are working to identify or discover what we call biomarkers. So those are uh, maybe labels in the DNA of the tumor or maybe in the blood of the patients that can tell us why some patients respond and others don't. We uh, have uh, trials that are designed uh, to have a biopsy before the treatment and a biopsy on the treatment, and that way we can tell uh, what changes we have due to immunotherapy drugs, and we can actually look at responders and non-responders and compare those to each other and figure out why some patients are responding and others not. Uh, also, we are studying the resistance mechanism of these drugs. So some patients may respond and later on they stop responding. Uh, is that because of certain changes in their genomics? Is that because of certain changes in their blood uh, inflammatory uh, levels or what we call cytokines and others? So we're, we're studying those. Um, and finally, we are looking to um, overcome such resistance by com combining drugs, and mainly immunotherapy drugs. And we believe that's probably the future for immunotherapy development, so we can have more patients responding to these promising therapies. I think the most important message is that um, there are cancers that show responses, but there are many cancers that they have not. And we call those uh, cold tumors versus hot tumors. Hot tumors are the tumors that respond. Uh, we're actively studying those uh, cold tumors, and we're actively trying to make those tumors hot so they can respond to immunotherapy. A perfect example is pancreatic cancer and ovarian cancer. And patients may read that these tumors don't respond, but we encourage them to contact us because we are very actively looking for ways to make things work uh, in these type of tumors. We're looking to turn cancer eventually to a chronic disease where immunotherapy can just contain cancer rather than what we have seen with chemotherapy where you can shrink the tumor and it grows again.
This has been an episode of The Science Behind Cancer, brought to you by Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. Since its founding in 1947, Dana-Farber Cancer Institute in Boston, Massachusetts, has been committed to providing adults and children with cancer with the best treatment available today, while also developing tomorrow's cures through cutting-edge research. To learn more about immunotherapy, visit DanaFarber.org slash immunotherapy.